Thank you, Picker. I like hearing that song. And good morning to all you listeners out there. My name is R.T. Lowe, and you're listening to For Your Information here on Cox Radio Houston. This is a public affairs program that we, uh, I actually get to come to you once every month. And I generally try to have something from especially the north area of Houston, Montgomery County, Conroe in particular. And today I, I have a spokesperson for the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. He's with the Public Information. His name is Lieutenant Brady Fitzgerald. If I haven't lost him on the line, you there? Yes, sir, I am. Well, good. We we didn't lose you through the water. No, sir. Uh, of course, uh, everybody knows that there's been flooding up in Montgomery County, and we'll put this up there at the first so people can remember. If you're in Montgomery County and have had... Uh, uh, concerns about the flooding and such or what to do it they unless it's a rescue situation right they should be contacting the montgomery county uh, office of emergency right yes sir if they have questions in reference to flooded roads or information in reference to help that they can receive uh, they can contact the uh, office of emergency management here at montgomery county all right we want to get that in the first so people can understand that and and uh, we understand there's a lot of you, you listeners out there that the water is your prime concern right now i tell you what lieutenant fitzgerald if you don't mind could you tell us a little bit about yourself yes sir i'm a lieutenant with the montgomery county sheriff's office i'm currently assigned to administrative services and uh, I've served here at the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office close to 20 years. Uh, just as a question, do you have any uh, background in media or anything like that, public relations? Uh, just in reference to public relations, yes, sir. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, now, the Sheriff's Office in Montgomery County, okay, I've been around this area for way too long. I'm old and, and such, but I remember when Conroe and Cleveland were not too far off in the same size that true that was 50 years ago and things do change in 50 years but montgomery county in the last 50 years has just exploded and it seems to not be slowing down does it no sir not at all now you've got uh with conroe over there what are your major population centers in montgomery county um the uh woodlands area and uh of course the uh, conroe area would probably be the largest now you you go all up to willis and up in that area too, right? Yes, sir. We go all the way up the up the pass north of Willis, yes, sir. And all of that is growing. But the the thing is, you still do have some rural area, right? That's correct, sir. Uh, Montgomery County is kind of unusual, and especially in reference to the areas that Montgomery County, the sheriff's office services, we serve everything from rural to uh, more city-like areas. Yeah, a lot of people. It's hard for them to get their their head around that, but there's some. There's some uh, wooded areas out there that uh, you could get lost in quick. Yes, sir. And we actually do get several uh, calls for lost persons, especially in uh, Jones State Park and such. Yeah, people going out the first time, they they don't realize that it's the woods. Uh, of course, besides that, uh, you have authority over uh, Lake Conroe, too, right? Um, we do have authority, but the uh, lake is actually patrolled by Precinct 1 Constable's Office. Oh, okay. So, but you do have water, land, uh, whether it's rural or, or urban. You've got a little bit of everything that the department has to cover. 
Yes, sir, absolutely. What kind of departments do you have there? I, I, obviously, you have a patrol department, but can you tell us a little bit about the structure of the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office? Yes, sir. We have a command staff, which, of course, is leaded by our sheriff, Tommy Gage, and our chief deputy, Randy McDaniel. Uh, then we have, of course, a patrol division, and then we also have a jail division, a detective division, a staff support division, and a law enforcement support division. All right. And with each of these divisions, I want to remind everybody we're speaking with uh, Lieutenant Brady Fitzgerald, and he is with the Public Information Department of the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. With each of these different divisions, you know, you have substructure under that. Uh, does Montgomery County have a SWAT team situation? Yes, sir, they do. They're assigned under the detective division. Under the detective division. Yes, sir. And then you have, uh, obviously, some type of the pro patrol. How are, who are they under? Uh, we have two captains over our patrol divisions. We have Captain Andrew Eason, who's over the District 6 Patrol Division, and then all the other patrol divisions are han handled by Captain Rand Henderson. Okay, I'm going to show my ignorance here. What is uh, uh, Precinct 6? Which District 6. District 6, District 6 is the uh, Woodlands area. Oh, okay. So how do you, how does the you divide it up, your districts? How are they divided up? Well, we have them divided up into six districts. Uh, we divided up, you know, we, we look at several things, population, the amount of crime in a district, and, of course, we uh, take these statistics, and that's where we decide how many deputies or where deputies are going to go with that, without the county, through, through the county. Oh, okay. So so you just kind of divide, you've divided up yourself. It's not like you follow the the JP districts or anything like that. No, sir. We, we have our own uh, districts we set up, uh, and, of course, we take a look at a lot of things, uh, how we're going to staff those districts. And obviously, I should have picked up on that, folks, because uh, the JPs would be called precincts, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See? They follow the precincts. Uh, they they are logical. You got a lot of things that you have to deal with. Uh, with Houston being a such a close neighbor, some people would may even go as far as saying when you start heading down forty five from Conroe, uh, it, you it's hard to tell where Houston begins and ends because it's grown up so much yes sir but you do you get a lot of carryover from houston do you have to work uh i assume you do have to work closely with the different uh law enforcement uh branches in harris county too right yes sir absolutely uh obviously uh, especially in reference to criminal action and activities those individuals don't recognize borders or boundaries or anything like that so we have to work with our uh, law enforcement neighbors quite closely what would you say is the most difficult thing when you have to deal with the mass that is Harris County and dealing with uh, crimes that happen in Montgomery County and vice versa? Uh, it goes both ways, but we do have a lot of uh, uh, individuals that either live or reside or, or, or do business in Harris County, and uh, some of those criminals will come into Montgomery County to commit their crimes. As you as you said, there's no border for the for the the crooks. They don't care one way or the other. Absolutely, sir. Yes, sir. Now, when you do have these uh, incidents occur, is it like the each group? I would guess uh, say the detective division, whatever detective he would work with the detective in the in the Harris County Sheriff's Office or with the constable, whoever's handled it, right? If it was uh, some kind of work or some kind of cooperation we needed between the two agencies, yes, sir, it would depend on, would depend on who the uh, the lead investigator is in the case. And, of course, they would contact, if they needed assistance in some way, the uh, other agency, whoever would handle that. And once upon a time, years ago, uh, each county had their own uh, radio frequencies and 
uh, all too often there was one frequency that everybody could get on and it was constantly overloaded and it made for tough communications all that's changed right yes sir uh we have different frequencies but we can connect those we can speak amongst each other those those frequencies can be connected if need be so there's not that bottleneck anymore no sir not at all and uh we do still have those side channels so uh you can speak between you know car to car agency to agency but again we can also connect the uh, the, the main channels or any of those channels if it's necessary and as far as dealing with the this is something a lot of people may be concerned about or can they see it on the news and and it magnifies the number of times it actually happens when you have these chases and things like this that go from county and precinct to precinct county county even Houston to to Conroe you know city to city how, how do they communicate on those um, usually if it's a situation, especially here in Montgomery County, if another agency asks for assistance, they'll either, they can bridge a channel or we'll work off our own channel. Um, if it's coming in from another county, we'd be an assisting agency. Um, uh, but of course, if we're going into another county, we would ask for assistance. And again, uh, dispatch will be able to communicate if we don't communicate ourselves on a back channel. Okay. So folks, you don't have to worry about that anymore. E- easy communication. As you're looking at your overall uh, area that you cover, obviously uh, there's overlappings of jurisdiction, right? Yes, sir. Between cities and precincts, yes, sir. So you try not to double up too much on certain areas, right? No, sir. If a a city's incorporated, has their own police department, usually that city will uh, handle their calls within their city and will handle calls outside of the city in unincorporated areas. But, of course, if either one needs assistance, we can contact each other, and we'll both be there for each other. And that's one of the great things about uh, Montgomery County. As it has grown, they can, they can assist you as you need it, and you can assist them. You, you're able to – well, let me back that up. You never really feel like you have enough patrol officers, uh, no matter how many agencies you have. But still, you're able to work together and, and kind of multiply the coverage, right? Yes, sir. We have a very good working relationship with our other agencies here in Montgomery County and outside of Montgomery County. Now – one thing that people may not understand, if uh, a constable gives you a ticket or something like that, you have to deal with the constable's office, 90% of the time they're going to go to the JP. How does it work with the sheriff's department? It would be the uh, the same thing. The constables in the sheriff's office, if they give a citation within the jurisdiction of that JP, that's where the, it would be referred to. It would refer that justice of the peace. So the same thing would happen with the sheriff's department if you write one in their jurisdiction, you go to that JP, huh? That we would refer that ticket to that that that, that precinct, that JP, and that precinct kisser. Oh, okay, so uh, you have to deal with all the justices of the peace. Yes, sir. Uh, again, usually you would know what uh, JPs, with how the precincts are divided up within your district. But uh, yes, sir, we, 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 you would deal with the the justice of the peace for that precinct. And we're speaking with Lieutenant Brady Fitzgerald, and he has uh, public information with the montgomery county sheriff's office you're in a position a position where you see a lot of information coming in on a daily basis would you say that crime is increasing decreasing or holding about the same in relation to the growth of montgomery county well with the growth of course we're going to see an increase in uh, crime and calls uh, that that's of course due to the growth uh, montgomery county is one of the top uh, it's like the 13th i believe 
uh, fastest growing county in the nation. And when you talk about the size of large counties over 250,000, we're in the top three. So we wow. do see growth in crime, and that, of course, has to do with growth in the uh, population and in the area here. And, of course, as we were saying, the growth is all over the county. Uh, From what I understand, even up in the Willis area, they're setting up a new uh, subdivision up there, um, an extension of the Woodlands personnel people. Yes, we see growth all over Montgomery County. Uh, It's it's spreading north. Uh, And, of course, uh, and like you stated before, the unusual thing about Montgomery County is we're surrounded by large counties, especially to the south of us. And the uh, there's, there's growth, of course, in these other counties also. Now, of course, Montgomery County does have a lot of things that uh, oh, other areas don't. You have a, a rather large airport there. Do y'all do any of the uh, enforcement in in that area or peace officer work there? Um, I believe it's in the city of Conroe, the airport. Uh, of course, we do. Uh, if there's some kind of matter we need to take care of over there, we will show up. Uh, but we don't get a lot of calls for service in that area. Okay. So that's one area, at least, you don't have uh, to have people on the ground. Where would you say most of your people uh, are working in the different parts of the county, just generally? Uh, for patrol divisions, our largest uh, patrol patrol division would be the District 6. That's in the Woodlands area. And then the Conroe area would be second. And I, I was just thinking of all the... The uh, backwood areas, and, and I say backwoods, a lot of you might have a, a quarter million or million dollar home on some of this property that isn't exactly in the middle of a subdivision, but you have a lot of that patrolling you have to do, right? Yes, sir, absolutely. And of course, uh, working with school districts and things like that, that's a, an, another part of your, your work. Yes, sir. Most of the uh, school districts are the schools here in Montgomery County do have school district police that work the actual campuses, but there are uh, schools that we do work, actually uh, do all the uh, investigations at. And speaking of investigations, if we, uh, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll go there for a little bit. Uh, at what type of uh, crew do you have in the detective division? How many detectives and such is that, just generally speaking? I don't have an exact number in the detective uh, division itself. And uh, in reference to investigations, some of the investigations, especially misdemeanor investigations, are handled by the patrol division. And then, of course, the large number of the felony investigations are handled by the detective division. And it's not unusual for y'all to use the district attorney's office and such, right? Cause you no, sir. The district attorney's office also has a uh, number of investigators. Uh, but uh, most of those cases, or the majority of the cases we work, will get referred to the district attorney's office for uh, either prosecution or disposition. And that's that's one of the things about the sheriff's department. It has to be so malleable, isn't the word. It has to be able to go in so many different directions because you have the district attorney and you got the the county court law judges and things like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got somebody, but the sheriff's department has to be able to kind of coordinate with everybody. Yes, sir. We, have to, we got, like I said, a good working relationship with all these other divisions and agencies within Montgomery County. Like you said, we have to work with them on a regular basis. Uh, as you're talking about the the more rural areas, uh, what's the most difficult area, or, or let me rephrase that, what's the most difficult part about uh, patrolling in the rural areas? Um, it's the uh, the way the population set up. You have in the rural areas, there's there's a uh, people are more separated, so uh, it's a uh, 
you have to uh, go from one end of the county I get, or and one end of your patrol district to another to answer a call. Uh, and if you're in that rural area, sometimes uh, people have difficulty maybe explaining exactly where their home is and things. Now, the the uh, the county road system has helped out a lot. You don't have 12 Jones roads you got to decide about anymore. Mm-hmm. But the county roads has helped a lot. But if a, a person is in a rural area and they call for the sheriff's department for, let's say, they're concerned about somebody on their property, should it be better for them to stand out near their fence line and wave? Or what is the suggestions on that to the, the average person out there? Well, when they're going to call it in, we might, our dispatch is going to try to get as much information they can in reference to being able to identify where they're at, whether it's cars on the property, description of the house, and if need be, they'll even try to get directions. Um, uh, we operate under a 911 system, so the numbers on the houses are exclusive. Uh, we use maps in our cars. We have a uh, a computer system inside our cars that can identify where we're being dispatched to, so that assists us a lot. But we wouldn't want somebody putting themselves in danger getting out to try to flag us down unless there's a circumstance where they you know, they aren't in any danger. So they would just call in like anybody else and uh, give us the information, and our deputies will be able to find the location. Okay, so we we have that, I'm gonna, and I'm going to probably hit you up for a few little uh, information pieces that the average Joe and Jane out here might be interested in. And one of the things that, uh, oh, and let me remind everybody, we are speaking with Lieutenant Brady Fitzgerald. Uh, he's with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office in their uh, public relations or public information division. Most people are law-abiding citizens. Uh, I'm sure you ag- agree with that for the most part. But they they get pulled over and they don't know what to do because start with they may not have been pulled over ever before or maybe if they had they still weren't too sure what they should do could you kind of tell people uh, a step-by-step process if somebody sees the uh, flashing lights in their rear, rear view mirror um, of course the first thing to do is to, to pull over to the right or a safe location as, as soon as you can Again, I say safe location. So if you do have to travel up the roadways a little bit to get it to a safe location, the, the deputy will understand. Of course, stay calm. Uh, you know, keep, keep your hands where they're visible when the deputy walks up, and the deputy should explain exactly the reason they're being stopped. So that that should come quick, and uh, so they can get take care of the disposition of the traffic stop. So, like, keep your hands on the top of the steering wheel or something, right? Yes. Yeah. The the, the, the deputy's going to feel a whole lot more comfortable when he can see an individual's hands. I can tell you that. And. I tell you what, I, having been pulled over a couple of times in my life, my first thought was, should I roll down, stick my hand down and roll down the window first, or should I leave my hands on the deal and then not, possibly not uh, hear what he's saying? Which is the best uh, scenario for the driver? Well, of course, we'd like the, the window rolled down if at all possible, um, uh, you know, especially with the nowadays the way windows are tinted and such. But again, uh, you know, the, the deputy is going to explain to you exactly why you're pulling over. There's no reason to get excited with the deputy. And, of course, like I said, uh, that we would feel more comfortable if we can see your hands when, you, when we walk up to the car. So my suggestion would be put them on the steering wheel. Not that somebody has to do that, but that would be my suggestion. And one of the other things uh, we all uh, are conscious of today is with the concealed carry license or even an open carry some people may be carrying firearms. Is there suggestions on if you have a firearm in the vehicle? Well, uh, individuals that go through the class will understand. Um, uh, they'll hand over their uh, their 
their permit, their license for, to open or to carry in Texas if they're pulled over. Um, if there's a weapon in the vehicle, I would suggest they advise the deputy. Um, of course, uh, it, being a carrier or carrying a weapon in the car, uh, if it's if it's concealed, it's it's not against the law. So, um, but of course, if there is a weapon in the vehicle, the I'm sure the deputy would appreciate it if they were advised of it. Uh, it in a deputy's life today, the one of the most dangerous uh, activities is that walking up to a stranger's car, right? It, it can be, yes, sir. Uh, it's an unknown factor, obviously, and the deputy has no idea who's inside of that vehicle when they make a stop. And sometimes you have a partner with you. Sometimes they're on their way, or you know, you're back up. And uh, I don't. I think the average person wants to work with the deputy to make him feel at ease. I know I would. I don't take this the wrong way, but he's the guy for sure that's got a gun. I would like him to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, I would think the average person should think about when they get pulled over. Yes, sir. Here in Montgomery County, the uh, Sheriff's Office and law enforcement in general has great support from the citizens and occupants of Montgomery County. There's no question about that. And we are speaking with Lieutenant Brady Fitzgerald, and he's a public information officer with the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, uh, I should say deputy, uh, with the Sheriff's Office. Uh, your your command structure at the uh, Sheriff's Office obviously start, starts out with uh, your sheriff. Could you tell us a little bit about him and how long he's been office and things like that? Uh, our sheriff, Sheriff Tommy Gage, he's been office for almost 12 years. And he is the uh, the elected official. He's in charge of the sheriff's office. And that also makes him in charge of, obviously, the jail. What kind of jail does the uh, Montgomery County Sheriff's Department have? We have a jail that houses, uh, can house approximately 1,000 inmates. Wow. Uh, obviously, they're divided up in uh, male and female. Is there like a, a juvenile department there, or do you handle juveniles that way? Um, juveniles handled by the county, and the uh, the uh, they are separated. The, the, the individuals under 17-year-olds will be housed in a different facility, which is on the same property as the jail here, but it's at a different facility in a different building. And I'm sure to some degree, some different tra training because you are dealing with minors. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of the things that the average person is going to call you about, and one of the things that keeps popping into my head, and I hate hate to bring it up, but it's also a, a great concern. Uh, you're con concerned about abuse of uh, possibly a woman or a abuse on a child with a bunch of bruises all the time or uh, you see a woman with a black eye a lot. It, these are the type of things that the neighbors can get concerned about. Uh, how how would a, a person get that information to authorities? Um, they can contact us here at the sheriff's office. If it involves a child, they can contact the Child Protective Services. And any call Child Protective Services in reference to a child will conduct an investigation. Of course, if we get called, we will conduct an investigation and also contact Child Protective Services. And, folks, uh, I, I believe that in a child's case, especially if you s suspect any possibility, you're required to call, right? It, some some jobs uh, will require individuals to call, but, of course, anybody that uh, sees something like that, we encourage them to call so it can be investigated if they have a belief that there's something going on. Am I leaving something out? I have, have I not questioned you about something that you think the 
the uh, your constituents or your your uh, civilians would like to know that's going on? Oh no, sir. I mean, of course, we do have uh, several uh, divisions and uh, units under the units I was mentioning before, uh, but we could go on and on and talking about them. They're they're all separate entities in themselves. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I know that, uh, especially right now, y'all are all uh, trying to keep your head above water, quite literally, in some cases. Uh, I wish you well in taking care of all that, and I appreciate you being on, uh, Lieutenant Fitzgerald. And I thank you, and I'd just like to remind everybody that there are eyes and ears out there. If they see anything that they think is suspicious, by all means, give us a call or their local law enforcement agency, and we'll, we'll come out and investigate it. If you don't mind, would you... Uh, Tell people what uh, contact information is for the sheriff's department. Our our main patrol line or our main dispatch line is nine three six seven six zero fifty eight hundred, and then of course if you have an emergency, by all means dial nine one one, and uh, that way we can get in contact with you immediately. Well, I appreciate it. I'm sure the your citizenry appreciates it too. Thank you for being a guest. All right, thank you, sir. For those affected by the recent floods, the American Red Cross has opened additional shelters to aid those folks. I'm going to give you a list of counties in alphabetical order and where these shelters are located. In Austin County, at the St. John Lutheran's Church at 520 North Holland, Belleville, Texas, 77418. St. John's Lutheran Church, 520 North Holland, Belleville, Texas. In Bazaria County, Christ Lutheran Church at 86 Plantation Drive, Lake Jackson, Texas. That's a St. John Lutheran Church in Austin County, Plantation Drive, Lake Jackson, Texas. Fort Bend County, First Baptist Church, 502 South 5th Street, in Richmond, Texas. That's in Richmond, Texas, Fort Bend County, First Baptist Church on 5th Street. Harris County, the New Life Christian Church at 1535 Greens Mark Road, Houston, Texas. That's the New Life Christian Church at Green Mark Road. Liberty County, Calvary Baptist Church, on North Blair Avenue in Cleveland, Texas. In Cleveland, it's the Calvary Baptist Church, North Blair. Montgomery County. East Montgomery County Senior Citizens Building at 21679 McCleskey Road in New Caney, Texas. At East Montgomery County Senior Citizen Center on uh, McCleskey Road. Also, the First United Methodist Church at 4308 West Davis in Conroe, Texas. So that's the First United Methodist Church on West Davis in Conroe. And Wildwood United Methodist Church at 8911 on FM 1488 in Magnolia. So in Magnolia, it's at the Wildwood United Methodist Church. Up into San Jacinto County. Shepherd Community Center has the Red Cross building, and it is located at 10251 Highway 150 in Shepherd. San Jacinto County is at the Shepherd Community Center on Highway 150 at Shepherd. The Tyler in Tyler County, the Woodville United Methodist Church, 
508 West Bluff Street in Woodville. So up in Woodville, Texas, it's Tyler County, Woodville United Methodist Church. In Waller County, it's the Bible Fellowship Baptist Church on FM 359 in Brookshire, Texas. So if you're in the Waller area, it's in Brookshire, Texas, the Bible Fellowship Baptist Church on FM 359. And then in Wharton County, it's the Boys and Girls Club at 2120 Newton Street in Wharton, Texas. Wharton County, in Wharton, Texas, it's the Boys and Girls Club. These shelters will be open 24 hours a day, providing a warm and dry place to stay, food and emotional support for area residents who are not able to remain in their homes due to storms and flooding. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in to the Cox Radio here. And Picker, key up that flat top, take us on home.